0: To the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steven Baum, and as always, my good friend, South Stand chum, the bearded
1: legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, thank you very much indeed. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode number 94. We've got a lot to catch up on, as there, there's been two matches since episode 93. Later in the show, we're, we're going to be hearing from Orient fan at Reedy really QB9, who was at Yeovil, along with 150 other dedicated <laughs> souls. Um, So we've got all the news from around the club, views from fellow fans, uh, all coming up in this week. It's probably going to be a pretty bumper show this week, to be fair. But as always, we start with the Supporters Club updates. Yep, so Supporters Club,
0: well, here is the update for the rest of the season. So lots to tell you about. So Plymouth, this Tuesday, 14th of Feb, coaches depart at 1pm. It's £30 and £27 for concessions, then away to Newport. Saturday, 4th of March, that seems like that is going to be a huge game Coaches depart at 8.30am, and that's £27 and £24 for concessions. At Quinton Stanley, who are they are hear you say? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Tuesday, 14th of March, coaches depart at 1pm, £30 and £27 concessions. Then Luton on Friday, 14th of April, <laughs> coaches depart at 12 noon, £20 and £17 concessions. And then finally, what we thought would be the promotion party, but it could be the staying up party, Blackpool... Saturday, 6th of May, coaches depart 8am £30 and £27 for concessions. There's a £3 surcharge to non-members on all trips, and you can book either at the Club on match days or by calling the travel line
1: on 07722-135970. Absolutely. So, lots of things going on there. Now, we've also had an update from the Trust, so thanks, Howard, for... Dropping us a note, uh, letting us know what's been going on there. Big thanks, he says, go to Aaron Pollock and, of course, Theo, the mascot, who went along to support the annual Norlington Boys' School Sports Day at the Lee Valley Athletic Complex on Tuesday to award medals and, in the case of Theo, participate in the races.
0: Amazing. Fair play. Feo, Theo. Theo. Howard also goes on to say, great news, the Trust has been nominated once again for Best Community Project at the London Football Awards. The DCD programme, which is the Developmental Coordination Disorder, will be up against projects from Fulham and Crystal Palace on March the 2nd at the prestigious event held at the Battersea Evolution hosted by Gary Lineker. And we hope to emulate the win of 2015 when the Trust's superb Coping Through Football Mental Health Project were winners in partnership with the London Playing Fields Foundation and the NELFT. And I actually remember that. That's a, a year already.
1: you how fast the year goes Absolutely. on the podcast. Absolutely, yep. uh, how Howard also says, looking for something to keep the, bi- the kids busy in February half-term week? Leighton Orient Trust are hosting a Theo's Soccer Skills holiday course on Thursday the 16th of Feb and Friday the 17th. Of February at the Score Centre in Leyton, which is opposite the club and opposite the West End, Uh, from 10 till 3 for the age group of 5 to 13 year olds. The course focuses on skills development, competitions, and small sided games in a relaxed and fun format. All staff are fully qualified and DBS covered. Uh, coaches, uh, DBS cover coaches with the Trust. Participants will receive a couple of tickets to the Knotts County match on Saturday the 18th of February and an opportunity to meet Theo, the mascot. Um, If you're interested in um, sending your kids uh, and they're between the ages of 5 and 13, please contact 0208 556 5973. Yep, and to finish off the club are also running another of its successful stadium
0: tours on Friday the 17th of February at 11am. So Kitman Ada Martin will be on hand to chat and answer questions on all things to do with dirty washing. <laughs> but spaces are limited, so for more details or to book, please email commercial at leightonorient.net. And the last couple of times I've done this, Players have turned up uh, by surprise. Don't be surprised if you see You've broken the secret. now. well, don't be surprised if one or two turn up. An extra incentive
1: to book on the stadium tour is supposed to be very good. Uh, so get yourself down there if you can. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. And obviously, chaps, just a quick reminder: it's Valentine's Day on Tuesday, and um, let us be known that the Orient Podcast team are here to help you out. So if you need to order flowers for the other half. Order them from Carol Langley Florist, which is 33 Station Road in Chingford. If you mention the podcast, you'll get 10% off on local area orders. Their phone number is 0208 529 4130. Or you can go on their website, which is www.carolelangley.co.com. UK, so don't say we haven't got your back. Absolutely. There's a reminder and an offer. So if you're trying to get to Plymouth and at the moment the missus is saying no or the husband's saying no,
0: buy him some flowers, get 10% off and then get yourself down there. Lovely jubbly, everyone's a winner. So the week that was in a busy week, so Monday the 6th of February... As the games start coming freaking fast, Danny Webb talks to George Sessions about the upcoming game versus Morecambe and he says, I've been there before where you play against top teams and you do well, so you think it bodes well for the next game, but the following match is the biggest anti-climax ever. We have to make sure we approach everything the same. My words to the players from day one has been, whatever happens on match day, the training after will always be the same. So he also goes on to say, I think a lot of these lads have stopped enjoying coming into work to a degree, like you would when you were down the bottom. Confidence is low and you have people on your back, so the atmosphere in the change room isn't great and it shouldn't be buzzing because we are 23rd. But I always want us to come in lively on a Monday and ready to go again, and
1: hopefully on Tuesday we can get something on the board. Yep, yeah, I really like what Danny Webb's saying. I really dig that. And having identified that team spirit and morale isn't there, which I don't suppose you have to be any form of a rocket scientist to work that out. Um, obviously, that, that those are the key ingredients, really, of, of getting... A successful teams again. We saw from Russell Slade that he was really, really, really big on the players being the right types of players, you know, off the pitch, you know, the, the right mentality and the right attitude. And and Daddy Webb's, I think, trying to do that. And it seems to be, from the last couple of performances we've seen, he seemed to be doing that. Well Jay Simpson said on the podcast, didn't
0: he? Said morale wasn't very good and he didn't enjoy coming to work and I think he said it was on the floor, didn't he? He did, so you can so, see Danny concentrating on that and maybe that's explained in the performances that we've seen. So I, don't, I, I think that's I think that's
1: really where it comes from, yeah. Yeah, well it definitely contributes
0: to it, doesn't it, to a large extent. Yeah. So Tuesday, the seventh of February, we had Morecambe at home, so the team was announced as sergeant in goal, back for Judd, <clears> Erico, Parks and Hunt, midfield of Massey, Atangana, Collins and Semedo. And up front, Adebergeo and Dorby. So subs were Charlie Granger, um, Clark, Mesegay Kelly, Moore, Karoma and Bird. So that's yeah. two changes from the Carlisle match as Ivan Eriko and Victor Adibergo started the match.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty much for me as you would expect it. Obviously, uh, for me, I'm not a big fan of Ivan Eriko. I don't think he's up to the standard that we need. Um, I would have preferred more ahead of Nigel on form that I don't think Nigel's... Been been. I don't think that's necessarily a contentious thing to say, but I just don't. And he's my, you know, my favourite player. I just don't think he's been on form, and I think he could have maybe done with a rest and put more in because we have got a good option, good options in the midfield. Yeah, you
0: me. No, yeah, no surprises with that. Well, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have minded. Uh, Lee bird starting with Edrejo. I thought that the front two, as promising as they are, I thought one. I thought I we would like to see the more experienced striker line up as opposed to having two inexperienced mm. uh, in the front two. But yeah. Was to be so. Obviously, we were both there. Pretty decent atmosphere, I would say, considering the situation we found ourselves in and how small the crowd was. Yeah. Um, But the match kicked off. Um, a bit of tension I and mean, a few nerves on the pitch early doors. Yeah. To be expected, but I think we quickly composed ourselves.
1: Yeah, and Adibaejo um, was really equipping himself quite well from, from the off, really making some good runs behind the defenders, yeah. keeping them on their toes, but no one was really sort of picking him out. Um, but again, a good level of, of spirit and, and, and fight shown for Danny. Um, <laughs> Going to contradict myself from what I said a minute ago. Nigel actually was ha- actually started having a good game. He was he actually he was putting himself, well. getting tackles in, covering. He was actually doing quite well. I thought Miles Judd uh, You know, people criticise Miles Judd but I, I, I'm sorry. I don't think, I don't think that the, the criticisms are justified. He is very, very good. He's a, he is like the exact sort of player that you want. Whilst he might not be big in the air at all, he reads the game quite well. He positions himself pretty well when he's closing a defender down and he likes to get forward which as you can see Massey loves it yeah so um yeah we were looking quite comfortable and we started to really sort of get the upper hand really yeah um, it was it was pleasing to see an Orient side starting off well and pushing and pressing and closing down and, and generally working hard
0: yeah and in 25th minute um, a quality crossword pass from Eriko I'm not sure if he meant it but we'll, we'll, we'll say probably he not. did probably um, it was a superb ball. Found to who drove into the box, shot low and hard, but Roach
1: served well with his feet. So, and yeah, yeah. that. was that was cool. Um, 29th minute, Morecambe had the ball in the net, but correctly disallowed for a foul on Sam Sargent. Yeah, th- a bit of a let off for us there.
0: Yeah, 37th, it was a clear foul, though. I think that's like the playing stopped before the ball went in. So, okay. 37th minute, uh, following decent build up play, Collins found Massey, whose shot was saved by Roach for a corner. And then from the corner, arguably our best chance of the game, as ball fell to Parks. He controlled it, toe punted it, um, but the ball trickled just wide past yeah. the post. That was unlucky. That, a few inches the other way, it would have that had been a goal. Our keeper it, it was nowhere. <coughs> no, keeper was nowhere. Unfortunately, but didn't fall to someone more attack minded or a forward. Because if it did, it probably goes in. But just
1: trickled wide. Yeah, 43rd minute, Massey did well, beat, beats his man, puts in a great cross, but Adebayejo sliding in, it, it puts it straight uh, across the face of goal, three yards out, all it needed was, was even a shoelace would have put that in, but he just couldn't get there in time, and, and it was just that close, and you just think, oh, it's just not going to be our day today. I think if you've got a Jay Simpson or a McCullum, they anticipate that a bit quicker.
0: Literally, when I say a bit quicker, by less than a second, but my I would probably anticipate that and get that in, I think I think if you're a Simpson or a Lisby, I think if you're a Lisby, it's 1-0, it's done, because yeah. a player of that experience would have anticipated that, but agonisingly close, and we had the better of those chances in the first half, but couldn't put them away, so one minute of stoppage time was played, and that was it, 0-0, but I think we wrote down our views, and said really good first half, creating one what we have done previously, and very positive, and very attacking, yeah. so
1: can't ask for more than that really. Yeah, it's one of those where I thought to myself, you huff and puff, Create lots of chances, get a lot of the ball, and then end up them scoring a goal and and just nicking it. Because we've seen it in sort of October's and November's where yeah. teams were coming, we we do all right, and then or maybe all, September's and October's uh, games where people come and nick points off us, and and we had the better, better you know the upper hand. But the attendance was two thousand six hundred and fifty with fifty eight hardy souls well making done. the journey down from Morecambe. Well Fair done. play yeah well I don't
0: know those Morecambe fans and
1: that is dedication of the highest
0: order. That's brilliant. And the Morecambe players stopped in that pub didn't they on the way to the game at the volunteer pub and had their pictures taken
1: which I thought was quite quite fun. And so it wasn't it was Dave Toms that said the re- you know the, the reason why was yes, the volunteer because yeah, hadn't been get paid.
0: It. Yeah we didn't get that. So yeah good spot there. Well done Dave, well,
1: Dave Toms. So
0: no changes at half time for the O's and it was a quite first fifteen minutes of the second half where both teams were bit cagey didn't yeah. want to give much away and in the 60th minute Judd gave the ball away and he made a crunching tackle to win it back and he got a standing ovation from many in the south stand and pretty much most people in the stadium were all kind of sign of desire and fight there from Judd and done brilliantly and he's already kind of becoming a fan's favourite because of that. those
1: scenarios and those exactly. instances very good there from Miles and it's I think it's been a while since we've really seen someone show that much determination passion. Yeah. so yeah. That, that was great 63 minutes just three minutes later Probably the best chance of the match so far for Morecambe is Ellison got played in quite nicely, but Sam Sargent made an absolutely superb save with his feet. Super Otherwise that is one nil there and then. They cut us open easily there. Right. Ellison that got in as someone
0: some of Ellison's experience you'd think would have finished that. But Sargent stood up. Stood up well actually, made himself big and made it it as long as possible. Superb save, Sam Sargent. We were right in front of that. That was a brilliant save. So well done there to to Samlin, seventieth minute, so more compression starting to become a bit more advanced now. Judd made a sensational block yeah, from out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, ball came in, uh, I think from the from their right, uh, and it looked to be a certain goal as it was about to land at their man's feet, about two yards out. And Judd slid in, got it out for a corner, but out of nowhere and again standing go for Judd from the south stand.
1: Superb. It was Judd. he Superb. was he was on top form that night. Seventy second minute, so just two minutes later, Paul Mullin turned Hunt. Now, he's being shepherded by Hunt just on the edge of the box, just around yeah, 20, 25 yards out. And he turned Hunt, on. he's got onto his left foot and he's curled a beautiful a beautiful shot in the top corner. And we weren't expecting that, but take about Paul Mullins because that Great was finish. genuinely a superb finish. So,
0: One football, won it? Literally long ball from their keeper, comes down to Mullins. You think he's not going to be able to do anything from there. literally gets a second away from Hunt, who should have done better. Much better. But saying that, you don't expect a player of Mullin's quality to finish like he did. Like, he put that top corner and for a League 2 player, sometimes you have to go, fair play mate, that was a cracking goal. Mm. But Nicky Hunt, could he have got to, yes. Could others around Hunt got to Munnen a bit quicker? It was Nicky and one other. There was two of them there. But maybe they just weren't expecting that finish and when wow. we first saw it from behind the goal, we thought that looks like a good goal, but it wasn't until I saw it on the telly, I thought actually he's really smacked that and scored. So we went one nil down, which is really disappointing following all the pressure we had in the first half and the performance. Uh, but the crowd, we stuck we stuck with the team. You yep. know, a few not many chances at all. Bichatier, yeah, it, it's getting less right um, on the ground, which is good because obviously everyone's trying to support the team. So seventy seventh minute, Rowan Leebird came on for Sam Dorby. I think Sam found it a bit tough again. Sam was doing very well dropping back and getting involved, but at times we didn't have enough players up front. But obviously Sam's played a lot of football uh in the last couple of weeks and obviously he's only seventeen. So a big, a big long season for Sam, but he's doing very well. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then not much really happened following that. An 89th minute, a double sub as Liam Kelly uh, came on for Michael Collins and just Karoma came on for Ficda Bayaggio and the only thing we said at the time was maybe it's
1: a bit too late, you know. It's definitely too late. You can't make subs in the 89th minute and expect to affect the game. No, I think unless you're seeing it out. I think Danny spoke a bit about Liam that we'll come on to yeah. a bit more. Uh, so, four minutes of injury time are played, the full time whistle goes, and we lose our sixth, sixth league game in a row for the first time in nearly 22 years. Uh, nine in a row from April to May in 1995. That was a painful. Period of time. That was. Watching Orient. Um, Yeah, Dave Victor spoke to Danny Webb after the match and said the following He was proud of his young players. There's been a steady decline at the club, but now the only way is up, and tonight's defeat hurts. There was heart and determination, team spirit and togetherness, which, you know, to be fair, he's absolutely spot on. He was, he um, was, There was a lot of fight there. Danny has his own views for the structure for the club. He wanted to get team spirit, fight. The youngsters are looking like men. Danny said, we saw how good Sam Sargent is. Alex was not on the bench because he's been given a break. We have three good keepers. Uh, Danny explained that the substitutions were made late to give Liam Kelly some minutes on the pitch. With the next match in mind. And it doesn't look as if the Jordan Green deal is going to be coming off, unfortunately. So, it speaks a lot of sense. But I don't think... The thing you're going to pick up on there is the fact that Alex has been given a break in the middle of a relegation fight. It yeah, just doesn't make sense. doesn't really. There's obviously greater things at play there. Right, He can't play him. He's obviously been frozen out. And Danny's not unprofessional professional enough to say, well, the owner or Vito or Rob or whoever said I can't blame is not available to me. Yeah. And I'm frozen him out because the club just don't say that. Well, he's, he's lucky Sergeant's doing so well because I think there'd be more pressure on him if Sergeant had
0: made more errors. Yeah, so I think he's lucky in that respect. But obviously, if anything does come out about that, we will keep you posted. Um, so, league table, so unchanged from Saturday, um, except goal difference is now one worse. So, we stay 23rd in league two. So, play 29, 1 7, drawn 4 lost 17 with a goal difference of minus 15 and 25 points. So your views on that one, Mr Levy? Yeah,
1: for me, one of the best games Orient have had in a very long time, really. Um, Apart from Plymouth at home, possibly the best half of football this season, um, or certainly this year, shows that Danny Webb's been working hard in training and the boys are taking it all on board. I think the problem is we just don't have a striker um, or a player, really, who can finish because we created lots and we huffed and puffed quite a bit um, but we just couldn't put any of our chances away and I think like you said earlier you know if you've got a Lisby or yeah. a Simpson or a McCallum um, up top or a Mooney even maybe that, that you're going to be putting those. Oh
0: mate don't, don't, don't get me
1: started on Those, those chances go in the back started. of the net. Have have um, tears so. Yeah we need the likes of Simpson really and McCallum playing. I like Danny Webb. I think he comes across well, he speaks well um, but really obviously can't fathom why that Chisak isn't even on the bench so You know, making subs late on was really a waste because those he brought on really could have probably had a much bigger impact and perhaps got us a goal. Um, I thought several players played well, in particular Judd, Sargent, Massey has been excellent, Nigel, added by Ejo and Semedo. But for me, Hunt and Collins were well off it um, on Tuesday night, really well off it. And for me, just Eriko, Parks and Dalby... um, Dolby, I think, looked a bit lost at times, but to be fair, he really didn't get much service. So yeah, I'm not saying it to be harsh, but it's just you know you want strikers striking, and and he didn't get. And like you said, he he, he was dropping deep a lot of the time, so he, he appeared to be ineffective. But yeah, yeah. it's just how the game went on. Yeah, for me, Are your views.
0: Yeah, another decent performance I thought, but goals win points, <coughs> points win prizes. Uh, we didn't really come close. You know, you can see like the spirits there, the energy is there, but you just feel if we nick a goal and could take a lead, it, it could be very different, but at the moment it's it's not. I thought Judd was exceptional. I thought Victor and Sam done well. I thought Semedo was better. I wouldn't say he was great, but better mm. than what he has been. I think he needs a rest. Yeah, but there's no one, yet. There's no one else in, to, to play him. Um Possibly. Um, um, Dolby becoming less impactful, but still doing well. Like you said, he drops back. So at points, you're thinking, where is he? But he's getting involved in the middle. Massey looked quality in the first half. I mean, that boy put in by Ejo was a, was a, was a absolutely. 3 yards across yeah um, but like the Carlisle game you know we faded in the second half absolutely and could Webb have made the subs earlier yeah so all in all I finished on saying there is hope but there is still a long way to go so we had a massive response after this game actually it was huge Yeah. Um, and thanks for all your tweets and views so the first
1: Um, from again I mentioned is an email that we received um, from Cliff Weston Yep, Cliff says well a very disappointing result tonight as we didn't deserve to lose it was good to see that the players had a far better attitude about them tonight from what I saw at Mansfield and it's clear Danny Webb is starting to put his own stamp on things yeah he goes on to say the problem was that with all our possession we still
0: don't have that cutting edge in the final third We cannot find that final ball which we score from. Parks and Eriko were both unlucky not to score in the first half, but that was more through Morecambe's failure to clear the ball than us creating the chance. In the second half, we were less creative in front of the Morecambe goal, and our main problem at the moment is there is no creativity in the final third of the pitch.
1: Yep, he finishes off by saying, on a positive note, I have to say about Judd that I cannot believe this young lad is just coming up to his 18th birthday. All I can say is take a bow, son, as he was totally brilliant not only with his defending, but also going forward in support of Massey without doubt this lad will become a big star in the game as he plays like a 10 10 year pro not a 10 week pro great email that well done Cliff Cliff. good point there I think Massey really enjoys Judd behind him
0: because he knows he's going to get a runner bombing past him whereas with Nicky Hunt you're not going to get that wrong from the fullback so that could explain why Massey has been like a revelation the last couple of weeks it's It's no coincidence it coincides with (laughs) Judd coming into the team so we also received an email from Warren Coleman, who sits behind us in the South Stand. So, this one's a bit longer, but it makes a few uh, interesting points, maybe a few controversial points. So, let us know if you agree. Yes, let us know if you agree with anything that he says or anything that I said on this podcast. So he starts by saying, In almost 50 years of supporting Orient, with a few highs and many lows, never before have I attended a game so angry about the prospects for the club. While the actions of Bichetti and his team have clearly had a devastating impact on the club, the last two managerial appointments in particular, despite being English, have been awful, and there was a clear absence and honesty and professionalism.
1: Yeah, Andy Edwards didn't get the job with the FA overnight, so must have been pursuing that at a time when his attention should have been 100% focused on Orient, which is at best distaste- distasteful and probably much worse. Yep. The Danny Webb appointment, however, has topped all that has gone before, including non-English speaking incompetence. Either Danny is making a huge misjudgment that not a single Orient supporter would condone in exiling uh, Chisak from the squad, or, as every supporter really believes, the decision is not his to make. Either way, especially given he was appointed as a short-term last resort, he should have the courage to be honest with the fans. Even if he genuinely doesn't think Chisak is right to start, there is surely no basis for not having him on the bench, and he now has moved beyond that by giving him a break, in quotation marks. Does he really think anyone can believe this is in the best interest of the team? If he, has, if he has had a clash with Chisak, just say so, because right now, leaving Chisak out the squad is ridiculous. That's not to say Sargent isn't or won't be a decent keeper. It's just that right now is not the time to blood him, and even if it is, Chisak should be the backup, not Granger.
0: Yep, so he goes on to say, Webb's tactical ineptitude demonstrated against Morecambe further serves to underline his unsuitability for the role, even on a short-term basis. Why leave it so late to bring on the subs? And then his post-match reasons for doing so were awful. Whilst I can accept a lack of ability being an Orient fan, I find his lack of honesty simply unacceptable and no less distasteful than his nonsense that Bichetti has inflicted on the fans. He also says, I find it ironic that the South Stand fans who have persistently abused Bichetti and everything Italian are the ones to start the Danny Webb's Red and White Army chants. What do they see in Webb that invokes such support? Support the team? The badge, the club, yes, but not the regime or the paid help who lack the honesty to explain masochistic decisions, or alternatively, make simply poor ones. On the footballing side, without a genuine striker, the prospects look dire. Relying on the kids at the stage is too much to ask. Perhaps McCallum will come back in time to score the goals that will generate some points.
1: But it's no surprise we're now the firm favourites for relegation. However, he says, a look at the fixtures suggests it's not all over yet. Although the next two games are away, and I expect a zero points return from them, the following four games, including ones against Notts County, Cheltenham and Newport, will define the season. If we can start to gain points against these teams, we will have it in our own hands. But if not, the realistic prospect of exciting—of sorry—of exiting the league, we certainly won't be exciting the league, <laughs> uh, will become a formality. I felt on Tuesday night that Webb was rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, but I'm afraid right now, Orient are sinking much faster than the Titanic did. I will try to re- remain some optimism, but it is increasingly difficult. So thanks for that. That super long email, Warren. Um, makes a number of interesting points. We'll put it out to the, to the Orient community. <laughs> um, email us, orientoutlook at outlook.com. Let us know whether you agree or disagree with anything that Warren said, or DM us. Tweet us at Orient Outlook.
0: Yep, so those were emails we received. So we'll go for a few tweets. Sorry if we don't mention yours. So that's Sam is A good effort, but more disappointment. Absolutely time to
1: drop Parks and Hunt. They've let us down all season. But who would you put in place, Sam? Who, who, uh, who, who, who could you possibly have that, without dropping someone in it? Well, good point. I guess you've got Kennedy, Pollock, who is on Marks. the bench.
0: And you've got oh. Paul when he's fit. Mezegay, who's been benched for the last couple
1: of games. they a bit too... Is a bit too patchwork that anyway. Val Orient tweeted saying nothing up front. Whilst Dolby Judd and Adibaejo will be good, now is not the time to be playing them. So at Stephen Orient says we're going down, there's no
0: goals and creativity. Sad as the young lads don't deserve this to be their first taste of league football. I've got yeah. to say, I
1: think the young lads are doing very well, actually. they are, yeah, very professional. Orient Chris. Tweeted us, said, Applaud the positivity, but not sure it's bad luck. We will not win games as we seldom trouble opposition keepers.
0: Yeah, Orion Ryan underscore 36, is certain lots of effort and they deserve credit. But fortunately... Lack of quality overall means we're all but down, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, unfortunately is the right word there. Yeah. At Bazal73, crying out for an experienced striker. So many chances created. The sooner Bacchetti and his pals leave, the better. At Lent
0: M4 says the youngsters were brilliant at times. Such a shame the hard graft is not getting any rewards. But we go again on Saturday.
1: Yeah, at LOFC1978. So unlucky tonight. Gutted. Deserved much more. How come Andy Edwards didn't get the same performance level from his team? Now that is a fantastic point. A very that good is question. a spot-on point. Um, and yeah,
0: give us your views on that one. I think that's a superb point. At Giorgio Owen oh seventy-seven says, "Great fight today. Brilliant in midfield, but can't score with inexperienced teenagers against hard League Two centre halves." And like I was saying to you before the game kicked off, if I was a Morecambe centre half, I'd be going to my
1: defensive partner, just kick him early on, let them know we're there, let's see what they're made of. Do a John Mackie, basically. Uh, Absolutely, got it. One, yeah. At Tommy Atkinson, six. We've got effort from players, but it seems the damage is done. Feels like this is the end of the league football for me. At Bill Fleet, he says, "Webb's inexperienced subs made far too late in the game."
0: However, it was a fantastic performance by Miles, and like I said, lots of tweets coming in about Miles' performance. A lot of
1: credit to him. Johnny underscore two six nine nine tweeted us said, "Very positive performance tonight. Seems to be coming together." Get a goal scorer like Paul McCallum in the 11 and we'd stay up, no doubt in my opinion. At Gorillaz 1985, says we're becoming an almost team. We almost scored. We
0: almost got a clean sheet. Almost three points. Just need to turn the word to actual. Great play by the youngsters today. Five of our own. Plus Nigel had his best game in ages. And Massey and Judd, men of the match.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Ben underscore Orient 97. Be interesting to know if Danny Webb is making decisions. Bringing Kelly and Caroma on with barely any time to go is a poor move.
0: Yeah, like I, I am. Jason Stoney says decent effort and passion tonight from Adiberejo, <laughs> from Miles and Sam Sargent. So again, that's all the youth and you can see that even though we lost a lot of positive tweets because the performance and the spirit and the commitment was there people
1: can take losing if the team have tried their hardest you lose out to a wonder goal I've got no problem with that it's it's some of the diabolical performances we've seen this season that are just not acceptable at David Danu said lads gave it all gave it their all same problem remains that there isn't a consistent goal scorer says PS nice to meet you too at the game and likewise it was very nice to meet you it's always nice to put names and uh, people to Twitter handles and emails yeah, so, so if, you ever, if you see us come and say hello yeah, we'll please. be in the
0: South stand pretty much every game and some away games and at I am underscore Emma says hate to say it but Orient looked done didn't even come close to scoring tonight and what's with a double sub in the 91st minute question yeah. my question mark, question. Mark.
1: Sean Mercer underscore Samido isn't good enough he done nothing tonight apart from lose the ball Collins carried him we can't have that each week yeah at Lee Holland 37 underscore says gutted for the team again
0: only Semido and Massey giving any threat Victor looks promising but
1: needs quality behind him Jack Finch, 12. Much better, but unfortunately no strikers. And I thought Nicky Hunt had an awful game. It's the same result, not looking good. Hunt has had two poor games since he was rumoured to be
0: approached by Kevin Nolan at Notts County. That's what I'm going to say on that one. Yeah, just right throwing that out there. Yeah, all I love, Nicky Hunt, debbed a massive. Throw the transfer bomb out. Yeah, uh, at Orient boy. <laughs> Said, were average, a worldy goal, but he turned three defenders. Hunt and Park's experience, but no leadership. Judd, excellent. It's a matter of a luxury we can't afford right now. Dorby is too young. Was blowing at 55 minutes. That's a good point there. Yeah. Uh, Danny Webb doesn't fancy <coughs> his bench or squad. Collins had good energy. Two subs in the 89 minutes to give Kelly minutes on the pitch. No game changed in our squad at Liebert, Sorry, at present, very sad. Lieberd, whose choice is that?
1: The green shambles sums up uh, our off-pitch management. I said goodbye to league football tonight. Wow. Uh, at the Authentic Gaz, well, what to say, it's looking grim, isn't it? And the size of that crowd, that's a Tuesday night bottom of the League 2 crowd. d Day reduces at the start of the
0: season, we had a strong, experienced squad, but due to FB's meddling, they played with no fight or desire. Now they play with fight or desire, as FB is absent, but the squad has no strength. And a little experience, and to end
1: on two yeah. positive tweets that we had. At MP Allen, triple two mood and performances seem a lot more positive under web, but can't get a result. Once we get that first one, more will follow. Yeah,
0: and MB Quain, so too many O's fans are accepting relegation, and we have to stay positive. The situation can be turned around with one good win. So thanks for all your tweets on Tuesday night. There loads, absolute loads, and there's loads we didn't mention as well. Yeah, so thanks, thanks to stories. everyone. Yeah.
1: So just a bit of an update on the prediction league at Kid Sampson O at WCC Youth. At Orient fan 81, at Orient 65. Kudos to you all because you predicted 1 0 to Morecambe. There will be a full roundup of the table later in the podcast after we've covered the overall game. Yep, yeah, so Wednesday 8th of February, Michael Collins spoke to George Sessions about the Morecambe defeat and he said,
0: We cut the open at times and there was a chance when the ball was fired across goal where Adabajo was so close to getting a touch on it. If that had gone in, it is a different game didn't happen but the gatherer certainly given us a bit more freedom and he's very good at lifting players on an individual basis he goes around has one on one chats he also on to say I'm bitterly disappointed for him because he easily could have had two wins under his belt but the nature of football means he has two losses although everybody is right behind him and we're sticking together so nice good quote there from Michael Collins
1: yep Thursday the 9th of February the O's are featured on London Tonight on ITV they ran a 3 minute story on Francesco Bichetti the club's currently position and loft stance on FB so yeah so I believe you can still pick that up on YouTube I think you just type oh, it it it's in. on social media as well yeah, someone sat and watched it on their telly and recorded it so no shortage of options there so Friday 10th of February
0: good spot <laughs> Mr Levy as you wished a happy 27th birthday to Liam Kelly well
1: done there yep cheers for that ahead of the Oval match Danny Webb George Sessions the players do care every one of them inside the changing room cares and now it's about building on that belief I feel we are starting to form some team spirit and togetherness you've seen another addition of quality uh, against Morecambe and if we can take it up a notch at Yeovil it would be nice to come away with something from there so that's cool
0: on Friday night uh, Newport played high flying Doncaster and got a 0-0 draw to move to just a point behind the O's it leads us nicely on to
1: Saturday, 11th of February. Yeah, and we are going to cover the Yeovil match now. Um, we have uh, the team team news. Uh, Sam Sargent in goal. Miles Judd, Eriko Parks, and Hunt were at the back. Kelly Atangana, Collins, and Massey in the middle. Uh, with also I beg your pardon, and also Liebird gets his start up front. Subs were Granger, Mezegie, Kennedy, Moncur, Koroma. Dolby and McCallum. Yep,
0: so that's two changes from the Morecambe lineup as Liam Kelly captain the side on his first start since eighth of October. And Roman Lieber had returned. So interestingly, uh Liam Kelly given the captaincy on his first start. Yeah, Good to brilliant. see McCallum back on the bench McCallum Callum Kennedy available again. Victor Adeberjo not in the team despite his appearance on Tuesday. And Sammy Moore not included
1: due to illness. Your views yeah. on the team, Paul? Great to see um Liam and Paul back. Um, Liam to start, first time obviously since October. Hope they haven't been rushed back too soon, um, really, because otherwise you're going to lose them again. Also good to see liebird starting. Obviously give him a chance to show us what he can do. Would have preferred Kennedy starting ahead of Erico with Hunt at centre-back. I think that would give us a more stable, a uh, more stronger back line. But, you know, what you're going to do, we've got a threadbare squad. We say it every week, we've got a threadbare squad. That's probably the best you're going to get.
0: For me, perfect. I was thinking five in midfield or four-three-three, as three, you pull it as that plays to our strength, So I think spot on. I thought PMC, McAllen might start, uh, but obviously not fit enough to. No Chizak again, but little mention of this yesterday. So it seems to be widely getting accepted. Although Alex did tweet, the team, good luck. So again, loads of views that we got when the team was announced. So
1: Orient Dave said, would have liked to have seen Victor start. Not confident with Lee Bird up front with no partner. Mm, at Dubbins 10, the key today is the middle three. Kellins, Kelly, Collins and Nigel. Sure that was a good point, actually. Yeah. And Simon Bedford said, think it's best the best team available. Need to be
0: careful with Kelly. An hour tops for him. Hopefully more. Victor are back soon, so we can obviously be there. But I'm very glad to say we're joined on the line by Tom Reed, who you can find on Twitter
1: at reedyqb9. Good evening, Tom. How you going, guys? You all right? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, fine, sir. Good, good, good. So, the team, What? Well, thanks for joining us, by the way. I appreciate you giving up some time to, to tell us we no, couldn't make true, it. Yeah. No problem at all. What were your thoughts? Let's start at the beginning, I guess. What were your thoughts when the team was announced?
2: Formation-wise, I didn't think there were too many problems. Uh, you know, at the back, I think the back four was fairly set. If Kennedy couldn't go, it was going to be Hunter left-back and everything else was fairly set in place. I was a little surprised that
1: Lybert got the start, to be honest. Why? Because obviously it was a su- it was a sub on Tuesday. Yeah.
2: Came on and didn't really affect the game at all. Um, and I thought Dolby and Edva both actually played quite well on Tuesday. So I was surprised. Obviously Edva didn't even make the bench yeah. and-, and Dolby dropped down. But I was surprised that Liebert got the start as a lone striker. Yeah,
1: okay. Good point. Cool good point. Okay. So. Um, interestingly, uh, kicks off. We were starting off with a 4-3-3 formation. Now I know there were some fans that with, with with Yeovil, you're either behind the goal or at the side, but sort of tucked away in the corner. What? We started off with a 4-3-3 formation with Sumado and Massey supporting Lieberd up front. How did that go down? I guess.
2: Yeah, I, I, I was behind the goal um, In the terrace it, it, We looked quite good actually you know, and I was in, and Nigel had a shot Literally two minutes in We opened them up Collins are squared One to Atangana He's taken a touch Took it back on his left foot And had a shot But it was straight in the keeper But we looked quite lively To start off with us. Oh, The formation itself Wasn't too bad I, I just I don't think Lightbird Was offering us too much up front Maybe someone else Up here would have done better But the formation itself Was okay Because if you look at our Centre mids We've probably got four of the better centre midfielders in the league, really. Um, so I can understand him trying to want to play as many as possible, really, with with more Nigel, Collins and now Kelly back as well. I can understand him wanting to get as many on the pitch as, at one time as he can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. what I, that's what I said previously, Tom. It's a good point there. And then in the 12-minute, uh, Kelly uh, wins the ball, gives it to Lee Bird, who goes past Smith but drags his effort worldwide. Um, like you said, it didn't offer much and seems to scuff. He shot in the 12th minute. No, that,
2: that, that, was a, that was a real nothing effort, to be honest. It was just, it, it was it was goalwards and that's about
0: all you can say about it. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> and then in the 24th minute, we had a great opportunity as we broke from a oval corner and some Meadow, uh, we had a two against one um, situation where Massey was free but some Meadow decided to shoot and which got blocked when he should have passed really. Yes, yeah, he should. Know, Messi was was easily. You know, I mean, say so we was down the other end of the pitch, but even we was all screaming, "Play him in, play him in, play him in." It was
2: it was pretty obvious, and it was the wrong decision. But I suppose you're going to get that with young players, aren't you? I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not Samido's biggest fan to be honest. I think he's okay, but I'm not completely sold. And I actually thought he played quite reasonably well on Saturday. And you're going to get it with young players. They're going to make mental mistakes, but. He kept his head up and he actually, he, he played OK on the day, so you can't really knock him too much for that one. But yeah, yeah he should have squared it. massive was, was yeah. through on goal if he did.
1: OK, and then just over half an hour gone, Whitefield plays in right back Shepherd, Um but he he fired against the side netting, so there's a great chance for, for Yeovil and quite a bit of a let-off for us. And while you just mentioned that Semedo was was doing quite well, he really didn't track back for his man there, did he, Tom?
2: No, to well that's becoming a common theme, isn't it, recently? I mean, look at their first goal. I mean, it's just, They had a couple of chances, but they didn't really... For the, for the possession, they had a couple of, sort of, sort of speculative shots, and like that that was one of their better openings that they didn't take. But really, on the day, they didn't create too many really dangerous opportunities. They didn't test Sargent all that much, I didn't think.
0: Yeah, and so you just
2: that, that, one, that was one of the few times they really got in behind us and should have done better from their
0: point of view. So you just mentioned their goal. So we got to the 45th minute and four minutes of injury time were added and then Yeovil the took the lead. Um, so Sargent, well, we'll come on to Sargent. He made it, he made it, I thought it was an excellent save from Eves. Uh, but Zoko gets in uh, and puts the rebound in the back of the net and it's 1-0 to Yeovil Oval. Uh, and I think you made the note Paul saying that's the third goal in as many games for Has made a save and the opposition have been sharper and quicker than us to the second ball. Um, for me I think Sergeant makes a good save there I think the shot was deflected and I think he pushes it out and gets a bit of distance on it um, I do I think he's
2: made a cracking save and he's actually made it out to the right area as well he's pushed it away from goal I mean it took the nick and all of us behind the goal went oh no thinking that was going to sneak in the bottom corner Sargent's done really well got across to parry it he's carried it away from goal and on that occasion I think it was Judd that switched off and didn't track his runner Um but yeah, I mean, Webb must be must Webb must be going crazy twice against Carlisle. Yeah. Again, now on Saturday, he must be absolutely tearing tear out of these goals.
1: Yeah, because because the, the it's basic stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's just one of those. You know, if if perhaps, and I'm not going to blame Sergeant because he has made a cracking save, but would someone like Chisak with a bit more experience have put that behind for a corner rather than parming it back into the danger zone? Maybe, but I think that's probably nitpicking a little bit, to be oh,
2: honest. Yeah. So okay. he's taken a nick, he's done really well to get across. And it's not alright, maybe against Carlisle, he pushed them back towards the middle of the goal. This one, he does actually get away from goal as well.
1: Okay, So point taken. I don't, probably a bit harsh to ask much more of him than what he's done, really. Yeah, cool, okay, so half-time, it was 1-0 uh, to Yeovil, and we've just got a quick tweet here from George Sessions, who sums it up nicely, he said, for straight and half for the O's, they could have taken the lead themselves, but yet again, they are behind. The attendance was 3,120, with 151 Leighton Orient fans who trekked all the way down yeah. there. So, well done so, to you all. So, second half yeah. kicked
0: off one change uh, for the O's, <laughs> even Eriko came, Cal- came off at Callum Kennedy, so Kennedy went to left-back, Nicky Hunt went to centre-back. Uh, your views, Tom, on Eriko seem like he didn't have the best of the games again in, in an Orient shirt. No, uh, he, had, he had to go off. Uh, Their the big lump up
2: front, uh, I think it's be uh, he yeah, Tommy Tommy, yeah. something like that, number nine. I thought he caused us a lot of problems at the home game. And again, he caused us a lot of problems yesterday. I think he's, he's a good Oli Palmer. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like it,
0: that's a very, um,
2: good, very good description He puts himself about He worked really hard He gets under the skin of centre-backs Which obviously as, as an opposition fan you, you want to dig him out But as a home fan you must love him Because he really does get stuck in he, he gets the centre-backs off their game And he, there was a couple of times Where he's taken it down on his chest and laid it off Or taken it down on his chest and had a pop He really was a he looks a really handy player, actually, Tommy's, and he gave Eriko all sorts of problems.
0: Yeah, and fifty fourth minute, uh, McCallum came on for Rowan Leebird So Leebird ineffective, or did you think he had a good game and just short of fitness?
2: Absolutely, one hundred percent ineffective. Um, I, don't, I don't want to be too harsh on the guy because I've, I've only seen him three times, but I don't, I don't really understand what he offers. To be honest. he doesn't. He doesn't work hard. He doesn't put himself about. And he's not particularly good on the ball either. I
1: don't...
2: Oh, blimey. <laughs> if, we, if we're going to play one up front, it has to be McCallum for me. Yeah. Um, as I say, Dolby and I both played well on Tuesday night. But I, know, I, I obviously understand they're both very, very young. But I'm really very, very hesitant about liebird Ly- right now. I don't, I don't really understand it.
1: Okay. Yeah, fair point, fair point. And then 10 minutes later, Josh Karoma came on for Nigel Atangana, and we switched to a more conventional 4 4 2. Massey goes up front, and Karoma goes right wing with Collins and Kelly uh, in the middle. Um, Much impact there?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Karoma was fantastic when he came on. He gave him all sorts of problems. Linked up well with Judd. Judd actually had a very good game. Judd uh, supported Massey or Karoma whenever he could. I was surprised when the ball went up that it was Nigel coming off because I felt that surprised me that, that Kelly was getting 90 minutes straight yeah. off the bat like that. Yeah, good point. Just coming back from an injury. Um, but Kelly held up really well. We played well on the day. But Karoma was fantastic when he came up.
0: Yeah, and then a few chances for Orient in the 66th minute. we got Kennedy's crosses cleared and Collins finds Karoma, who tees up Kelly, but uh, their keeper, so, quite comfortably. And, and in the 72nd minute, Massey got in down the right across from McCallum who let it roll and chroma fires over the bus. It sounds like the sub kind of introduced a bit more pressure to the, to the overall defence for us. Oh, it was, yeah. I, from the, from the, after the three changes were
2: made, it really was all orient. Uh, we was pressing, we was pressing high. There was a good work ethic. Everyone was getting involved. We were pinging it about nicely. Both full-backs were getting up and supporting play. And if, if there was a team that was going to score, it was only
1: ever going to be us. Well, you've you've brought us on quite nicely to events in the eighty seventh minute. Yeah, with the game almost over, one hundred and fifty one fans that went to uh, to Yeovil are, are rewarded. Caroma's cross uh, headed across goal by McCallum. Kelly can't flick it home. Actually, I'm reading it off here. You you tell, <laughs> you, you, you tell us what what, what the goal, t- tell us about the goal from what you could see because it was at our end. Yeah,
2: it was. I mean, the ball's come across. I'm not sure if McCallum was going for goal or if he was trying to knock it back to Kelly. Um, I couldn't really tell, but how Kelly's missed that ball, I will never be able to tell you in a million years. Um, That was quite, almost comical. Uh, He he sort of swung a leg at it and and managed to miss it somehow. Luckily, Massey was there, and and similar to the third goal at home to Stevenage, where it's come across sort of on the half volley, and he's absolutely levered it home. It was similar to that. He really did get behind it, get a great connection. Up into the roof of the net, and, and that, that was it. Well, in I mean, the, the keeper had actually uh, he, he dived for what he thought was going to be Kelly's shot, so Kelly's missed it. The keeper's gone diving and then had to get up and try and save Massey's and it gave him no chance because Massy's shot was
0: high. Yeah, so maybe
2: it was a fantastic dummy from Kelly. We'll give him
0: the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> <laughs> as we always do on this top, top man, podcast. And I bet the way a bit of a scene's in your way, and that oh, was fantastic. We'd had we'd had the photographer down the front, Simon O'Connor.
2: He'd been digging out the ref a few minutes before the goal goes in. He takes a couple of pictures and then goes, "No, sorry, I'm going to jump in with the with the players." Everyone was just going in. It was fantastic scenes. Everyone really getting up for it. And as actually, when that goal went in, I thought we might even nick it. There was a couple there was a couple of shouts the away and, "Come on, there's a winner here!" And it really was. As I say, the whole last half hour, it was all Orient
0: well good, well it?
2: deserved that goal
0: and you, well could, deserved. and you could see like like you said Simon O'Connor runs down to celebrate the players they all go in and you can see what Danny Webb has done he's instilled the spirit back in the team
1: galvanised yeah really good yeah absolutely and, yeah. and I've never yeah. seen Simon do that before and um, it, it's brilliant he's he's a great guy and, uh, but you, you don't ever see press photographers or club photographers doing that sort of thing so it just, yeah you're right It's a, it's a really really nice point to end on um, there's a few minutes of injury time played out we had a couple of chances but more importantly we got our first point of the year we did on, on, on the on the board which is important when teams like Notts County and teams around you oh, are, are, are getting results so yeah, yeah. Tom thanks mate uh, well done for going all the way down there thanks for coming on the show and um, we'll catch you very very soon
2: yeah not a problem guys cheers for me on I'll see you on Saturday
1: see you Saturday thanks. bud take Just care, care
2: Tom.
0: Bye. See you later, guys. bye so those were the thoughts of Uh, Tom who you can find on Twitter at reallyqb9 I thought he was really good actually so um, thanks for doing that Tom and we are looking for away fans who (coughs) are going to games we'll mention uh, a request coming up later in the podcast for Tuesday so Danny Webb after the match after the match said it's a shame that's county have won today because I think that point could have taken us out of the bottom two if they had lost but psychologically it is nice for the boys to spend time with their families tomorrow and not have a loss hanging over them. They've been great in training and helped me remain positive, even though I'm a positive person anyway. They've given me the feedback I wanted with the way they've trained and through their body language. I did think there was a 15-minute period in the second half where I was wondering, is this going to be our day? But we pulled through. The substitutes made a massive difference and it gave people a lift. We kept going, and if we played another 10 minutes, I thought we might have won the game.
1: Yeah, on Jordan Green, he said, I had a good chat with Jordan yesterday and said, if it's not sorted by Sunday, then it's not fair on him to stay. He's just training with us and getting nothing out of it because he could be playing under 23 games back at Bournemouth I would think unless there is any change on Monday that he will go back so I'd like to know more about why he can't play for us yeah and I'm sure that will come with an announcement tomorrow I would have thought it's a league table so
0: we stay in 23rd so we've played 30 won 7 drawn 5 lost 18 with a goal difference of minus 15 26 points so we're still in the relegation places, but we've already said Newport drew on Friday, so they got a point closer to us. Notts County beat and 2-1. And Crewe, who were down there, hammered Grimsby 5-0 with two goals from a certain Chris Dagnall. Um, but with two matches this week, that is still to play for. So your views on yesterday, Mr Lee? Yeah,
1: delighted to get a point, however late in the game it may come. Obviously, big credit to Danny Webb for making the subs early enough in the game and for those players to have an effect. Um... I'm going to be slightly critical. I think Sam Sargent needs to be coached differently because the three goals we've conceded have come from three saves he's made. Either that or something needs to be worked on with the defence where we're not switching off and they know that that's what Sam's going to do. So it's one way or the other. He's either got to be coached differently or the defence have got to step up and say, Sam puts it back in, I've got to make sure I'm there to clear it. Don't
0: forget, it's only his third game playing with that defence like some of the
1: senior players in that defence yeah, so, so I guess probably it takes more a while to adapt to a keeper's game but yeah so it's probably more the defence switching on to, so. to, to that okay fair enough um, Plymouth and Notts County games are obviously now huge games for us we've got Plymouth Tuesday night and obviously Notts County on Saturday but for the first time in a long time the players showed they aren't giving up without a fight
0: yeah like it so for me yeah. you know to be behind for such a long period of the game and to snatch an equaliser so late you have to take to a decent point Look like the team, and it sounds as if we created more chances in this match, which was good to see. Spirit obviously good in the squad, and you could see that when Gaff scored the equaliser, like I've already mentioned. So I'd like to see that team who ended the match on Saturday start the match at Plymouth. I think that is a very good team on paper. Yeah, um, even with, one, Lybird, one with Tom well saying wasn't effective. Well, or or the, maybe PMAC. No, the team who finished the game on Saturday. Oh, I see. and McCallum yeah. <coughs> up front. Yeah. Uh, although Smedow maybe be tired, you know, and I guess we'll see what happens with Jordan Green from that respect. But this draw, and hence the point, could be crucial coming into the season. So, a big well done there. Um, so, those are our views. We've already heard from Tom, and so your views and a lot of positive tweets felt like more like a win, I would say, from what tweets we got. Yep. So, at Orient Fan TV said Gavin Massey FC. First point of 2017. Could this be the turning point? Let's hope so. We need a free agent striker in if possible.
1: At best, Luca JP was at the game. What a draw. We never gave up. Mac must start on Tuesday. Let's back the boys at Plymouth. I'll just say that Orient Fan TV. Free agent striker if possible.
0: I'm not going to say anything, but a certain striker was released yesterday from Whitehawk FC. Lives super, locally. Super Kevin Lisby. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, Danny Webb, I know, I know you listen, Danny Webb. Get that done. <laughs> ben D. Bollard says, wasn't there, but you can't knock fight fighting digging deep.
1: Every point is so precious. Colin Herman tweeted saying, very important point, some hope, albeit small, for Tuesday. Keep the, keep the faith up the O's. Only one team says, it's a start in the right direction. Coming back from one down is a morale booster. Let's hope we can kick on at Lazelle K52 when was the last time we got something after going behind have we at any point this season great question I can't answer that off the cuff if anyone else can let us know that's the first point we've had oh
0: this season Yeah, yeah not much at Joe underscore Pabbit says we are going up say we are going up Gavin Massey there as per usual to save us wouldn't it be surprised if he left in the summer
1: with this squad? You never know what's going to happen. So hopefully you With won't, this owner. Yeah. Yeah. Ac- Acquiance, Deep down, everyone would have taken a point before the game. This is the kickstart we need. Yeah, good point. Then, Alb5399 says, We can only concentrate on us. If we grind out points like that, we can stay up. At Speno011, we have stopped the rot. That is the main thing. Don't worry about other teams. We just need to get a run going. Yeah, like that. At Boats, he says, Great to pick up a point. Could be vital really need to win our games against teams around us. Bring on Tuesday. P. I. J. Meister, it's back in our hands though because we've got loads of teams around us. With uh, sorry, win more than half, and we're well up the table. Yep. And in response to that,
0: Chris Cow too, says seriously though, can't just win winning more than half our games. Newport unbeaten on five, and Crew won five nil today.
1: Yep. It's a bit of. Um... Uh, what's the word, bit of parity there, yeah. though, if, bit of uh, balancing it out, at Robert Lock 14 said, well firstly, I'd like to see McCallum and Massey up front on Tuesday, as experimental can always change things. Yeah, at
0: MX Quicks, as our first point of 2017, gained from a losing position, it's a step in the right direction, and that's all that matters at the moment.
1: Mr Peter Simpson tweeted
0: saying, well deserved, hopefully morale boost. And Ian K Richardson says, Hartlepool, Cheltenham and Accrington
1: all lost. Newport Drew, so only Notts County and crew 1, so it's not all bad. In response, Nina Barone added, with some balance, that Accrington have got two games in hand and a draw between Notts and Cheltenham would have been best.
0: Yeah, Mike Brown music says, Coroma changed the game, mustard, and the ball falling to the one player you'd currently want it to in those situations... Massy, yeah, I
1: yeah. like that. Good point, Mike. At down underscore south, the newfound Orient passion paid off today against Yeovil. The boys never gave up. Onward and upward. At Jaffa, Shimuti says, every ladder you
0: have to climb starts with a first rung. And that point today was it. We're going to do it. We're going to stay up like
1: it. I like, it a like the positivity, yeah. A, at HRPC UK, great point away at... at Yovel today but it's changed it to trivia didn't spot that today but the big question is was Danny Webb wearing that grey coat (laughs) at John in 1977 says a vital point performance who cares it's all about results now today's ball lift morale onto Plymouth well done boys David underscore Mattock said if only we could have scored as many goals as we got yellow cards then we'd be laughing instead of crying W John's 98 says the last couple of games have been been Slade-esque this group never gives up
0: and he also goes on to say any word on Kelly as he looked to fall awkwardly at the end. So I didn't spot that. No one's mentioned it. So hopefully Kelly's okay.
1: Yep. At Bradley Ackers' 95 Vital point if we can get something out of Tuesday's game and beat Knots on Saturday. We will be back on track, which and, will be good because that'd be seven points from nine. And who better than to have the final word than the
0: late on SLO, Keren Orion or Karen Harrison, who goes by the Twitter handle of Karen Orion, who says, this result and results of those around us has only highlighted how huge the game next Saturday
1: has become. Hashtag we fight together. Yeah. And just one last thing to mention, at West End O is now doing a fashion watch on, on uh, Danny Webb's outfits. He's called him a uh, Romford estate agent yeah. and a Brentwood nightclub manager. Yeah. So nice. keep an eye on that. I'm, I'm quite interested in that hashtag. <laughs> so uh, the Prediction League update. So loads of you yesterday done amazingly. So well done. to at Leighton
0: Ory, at Strop underscore O, yeah. at P Karapenev, at Stephen Orion. at Wemmy underscore Wanless at DJ John's nineteen eighty eight at O'Svan Basing and at David Medrick's who predicted one all but even better, well done to at Simon Bedford, at Les Bristow, at Wallerad, and a huge congratulations to At Garulas nineteen eighty five, who not only said one all and Massey, but he also said a ninetieth minute equaliser. I mean, you know, if that would have come off, you would have <laughs> won the whole promotion. Prediction League I would have ended it there and then and said you won you win and if you've got the lottery numbers <laughs> for Tuesday night then uh, just, just DM us Yeah. so a change at the top so it's all getting very convoluted now so uh, the leader new leader is at O's Fan basing I think he's got three out of the last four correctly out of nowhere so well done to you Mark you now top the Prediction League Nino Brian O'Brien twenty-sevens in second At and Scott Pavitz in third the full table is on our Facebook page but it could be one from many so keep getting your predictions in
1: yeah fancy football league update Barry Underwood still leads Elliot Hartfrey pierce but only by four points it's very very close there at the top you've slipped to one you slipped one place to to 20th now so you you oh, said
0: sorry, i've slipped one place to 29th that's a tie by oh, by me oh so cheating um, never mind
1: your strike falls, we had this chat before yeah let, let me
0: down but well done to sanchez and well done to alfie
1: morrison who's still at 4.5 million clean sheets and a goal so get, 15 points there okay me. don't give all your team tips away so That rounds that up. So today, Sunday the 12th of February, we ran a Twitter poll and asked if you think the O's will be relegated this season. You may recall we did one a couple of weeks ago. We received 263 votes votes, and the yes we do think will be relegated this season stood at 60% and no stood at 40%. And interestingly, the results from two weeks ago, 82% said yes and 22% uh, and, uh, and sorry, 18% said no. But you'll see there there's a 22% swing yeah. towards not being not, relegated. Yeah, not to go all so statistic on people
0: or uh, analyse too much. But yeah, analytics say hey, the hope is coming back. So yeah. a 22% swing in the right direction. Also today, the Orient ladies got back to winning ways with a bang as they beat the Watford development team 7-0. So a hat-trick from Taro helloan a double from Sophie Limarchand, and one for Yaz and one from Bellen Ripoll. So well done, ladies. Good to see you back in action and back scoring goals. Loads of goals with a clean sheet. So yep. positives and negatives from the week. So I'll do the positives. So our first point for 2017 is finally here. Also players returning. So Liam Kennedy's first start since October 8th from McCallum returning on the bench. And finally, and a massive one, team spirit looks to be good on the web.
1: Team showing a never give up attitude. So great to see. Yep, this week struggled a little bit with, ne- with negatives, but yeah. unfortunately there are still a couple. Still in the relegation zone. Uh, goal conceded from a rebound again and, and obviously still the ongoing Chisak situation So um, not massive stuff Stuff that can't be fixed But you know Work in progress So Hero of the Week So uh, happy to announce our Hero of the Week Is Well done Gavin Massey Yeah, Well played fella So slowly dragging us up the league He is Next week's fixtures, though. There are two fixtures in the next seven days. First up, Plymouth away on Tuesday night. They beat Exeter 3-0 on Saturday. There was a lot of aggro before that game. I don't know if you saw yeah, it on it social was, media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're currently second. Plymouth are second in the table and comfortably in the automatic promotion spots. So if
0: you're going to Plymouth
1: and you've just heard Tom...
0: And you want to come on the podcast, get in contact, you know, and we'll try and arrange you for next Sunday evening. But that's a massive game. That's a tough one, that one.
1: Yeah, completely. I wouldn't expect to get anything from that. But if we can nick a point, that would be very good. Um, Absolutely. Very good. We then welcome back, well, slightly welcome back, Kevin Nolan and Richard (laughs) Thomas, uh, who are at Notts County now. They beat Cheltenham 2-1 on Saturday. I thought it was 2-0. No, see
0: one shot
1: for the late goal, no, yeah. Okay. Um, and currently uh one place and three points above us, which uh, which really makes that quite a huge week for us. If we get nothing from that, then Notts COUNTY yes. are, are edging that gap uh, even more. So uh, we really, really must win that game. Um,
0: yeah, um, big week. Yeah, really sorry, big week. I think we're going to get this in under an hour. We've got one minute, ten seconds left. So let's get in the hour. So. Thanks for joining us for episode 94 so it was a a less dramatic week off the pitch videos we took just one point from two games however we can all agree that performances have been better and the late equaliser will give the boys hope for the upcoming games of the week if the boys can keep showing the passion and the work ethic on the pitch then surely the tide will change if you're going to Plymouth have a safe journey sing up and let us know if you want to come on next week's podcast to talk about the match and if you're going to Notts County we all have to make it a cracking atmosphere and be the 12th man in one of the biggest games at Brisbane Road over the last few years so we'll be back Episode ninety-five next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. <laughs> Thirty-five seconds left. We look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, listen to the
1: Orient Outlook podcast. And don't stop believing. Up the O's. <laughs>